clicked. All right, we're doing it. We're back. <laughs> I made an apology at the end of our last oh, episode. We can edit all of this. For thing. being for being gone um, so long. Yeah, and it was uh, the Denmark episode. Oh, right. So hopefully people loved it. I think they did. People downloaded it. <laughs> that's like a lot. that's all we can ask for. As far as after that, we hand off the baton. Um, okay, but this episode, yes, Aziz Ansari. Yeah, uh, not the most timely at this point. No, no, we're we're delayed. But, but you know, closer, closer, same year. Sh- Is it the same year? No, oh, I want to say that happened the end of last year because it was awkward oh. at all of the <laughs> award ceremonies. Do you know what I mean? Oh, right. Like he was yeah, at yeah, some yeah. award ceremonies, but then shit went down and then it became awkward. And then there were some that he was not at. So that was oh. the very beginning of this year. So yes, this year, okay. this year, but like January. All right. Well, for our international listeners who maybe don't know who Aziz Ansari is, will you fill them in on what happened? Yes, I will. Uh, Aziz Ansari is an actor who has appeared in Parks and Recreation and has his own show on Netflix called Master of None, which is wonderful. And he, during in the midst of all of this Me Too movement and moment that is happening, a woman whose name I don't remember, maybe Grace. Oh, Grace. But it was a it was a oh, supplied name uh, yeah. for it. A, a pseudonym. Um, a pseudonym. Published, I think it was like a, an open letter in on Bust, like an online. I don't either. Yeah. So because she'd seen Aziz Ansari at these various award shows wearing the Times Up pin, and so that made her want to sort of call him out for this experience that she had had with him on a date. So they had gone out on a date and her experience of the date was that he was pressuring her to do things that she did not want to do. And she tried to, you know, in that socially polite way that women have been trained to do to kind of put him off in a gentle, not offensive way. And he kind of kept pushing and they had a version of sex that was not good for her and she left very unhappy and then just like didn't see him again and didn't ever really say anything about it. But she took this moment after having seen him with the time's up pin to be like, Hey dude, you've got, you've got things you need to work on too. So, and then he kind of, he issued an apology sort of, to her saying he was basically he was sorry that her experience of the evening was did not match his memory and his understanding of what was happening. And he felt bad that she felt bad, but he didn't really kind of come out and say, I, you're right. I was, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done what I did. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was okay. that kind of apology. Yeah. And my understanding just to, my understanding as well is that after the events of the evening, um, she did text him and was like, Hey, I was really uncomfortable with what happened last night. Yes. And he replied like, Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Like, I didn't realize I, 
you know, I absolutely would have stopped if I knew that that was your, if I had picked up on the signals or whatever. Right. And then it was like resolved and they like, you know, seemingly. And then I guess a reporter found her and was like, Hey, like I heard about this thing or something or somehow it got to some reporter. And apparently the reporter like is the one who drove the bus. On, I see on like the article making it. A that's what somebody thing. told me. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's the case or whatever, but apparently the, you know, so ignoring all the, how did the story come out? which maybe some people would think we shouldn't do. Um, but the story came out, and my question for you, and this isn't just an Aziz Ansari thing, though I think he's a very specific example. Yes. And in my mind deserves um, special, or I should say, you know, he's on this like spectrum of how in our perfect world, mm-hmm. right? Our fourth-wave feminist world. In our fourth-wave feminist world, what do we do with these men like that's my question for you okay like and obviously there's a range of bad behavior that we're seeing between louis ck harvey weinstein and just all the people who are being like exposed as you know bad dudes it's like what uh how do we meet out justice or is even that the goal so i wanted to ask you what you thought before telling you you're wrong (laughs) and you should think like I think. I actually don't have that. I mean, I have strong opinions, Mm -hmm. but no coherent opinions. Just strong and coherent opinions as always. Yes. Um, Well, I think that this whole thing started a really interesting conversation, especially in the midst of the whole Me Too movement, which is so much about... um, harassment and inappropriate behavior in the workplace. Like that's what a lot of, you know, all of these things, the people that you just mentioned, it is, you know, finding out these people in powerful positions have imposed or have used their power to make people who work for them or work near them uncomfortable and, you know, and, and more, more than uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, but the Aziz Ansari thing is not in the workplace. They're adults going out on a date. Um, so, so that's why it's the, the distinction of what, sh- you know, what we want to do with Aziz Ansari, I feel like is very different from what we want to do with Harvey Weinstein and Louis C.K., you know, people who are abusing their positions of power in the workplace where, you know, people have to be. You know, that distinction has, like, not even occurred to me, like, this whole entire time. Really? Yeah. But now that you point it out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It is a workplace thing. Well, Um, I mean, it's why I think, like, the consequences for, like, I don't think he should have his Netflix show canceled the way... You don't? No. Oh, my God. I'm really surprised to hear that. Really? Um, Yeah. Clarifying question. Would you ever watch it ever again? Master of None? Yes. Oh, my God. Even if it starred in Season Sorry? And and he wrote it and directed episodes and stuff? Well, I, I will say yes. I would hope in... Episode one, he would do something, say something, show something 
that that I felt demonstrated that he had learned from the experience. Okay, let me jump in yeah. and start telling you what I. Okay, think. I'm so surprised. Really, I feel like at the minimum, his sentence should be reputation death. Like I think forever. Uh, reputation certainly damaged with anyone who might have been thinking about dating him. But, like, why, you know what I mean? Like, in my mind, we're even less interested. Like, we, the public. So, like, I would never, like, I won't even rewatch old Parks and Rec episodes, and I like that show. Or I did. <laughs> like, in my mind, like, how it's, is... It's tainted? Yeah. Like, I don't, I feel like... So there's a few things I feel like. How are we not just like giving him a pass if we just are like, oh, let's fire up this episode and hope for the best? Uh, I mean, like, how is that not giving him a pass? Um, well, part of it, I will say, is because of who he is and the work he's done in the past that leads me to think he is a person who is capable of listening and learning and becoming, letting this experience make him a better person and so that's like where the hope comes from is like you have this belief that it could work out like he could be a a, an ally yes because he has in the past like the material that he has written materially he has supported has been incredibly in line with what i think of as as feminism as okay uh, strongly feminist Oh my God, he's like, you think he's like one of us. I I certainly did think that before I read this thing. This is amazing. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So there, no, there are layers of learning. There are layers of, um, I don't know what exactly it is I'm trying to say, but there's... Yeah, it's because have you seen have you seen any of Master of None? I know you won't. I believe I've seen them all. Okay. So in the first season, there was a really great episode about how differently women move through the world than men do. And his character learned in the course of that, like he was being um insensitive and unaware and like ignorant of his male privilege. And then various women in his life were like the, here are all these things and I need you to listen to me. And it took him, you know, the half hour episode, but he did (laughs) like, he did listen and was like, Oh, you're right. I was wrong. I've been coming at this from a wrong perspective. I, I wasn't thinking about, I didn't notice the things that you noticed. And I realized that that's because I'm, I've been trained to see things differently. And so I will, like, I I realized I was wrong to discount what you were saying, which, I mean, you can make the argument. I I wish that you had started there, but as a piece of storytelling, do you know what I mean? Like as a human being, I wish you'd started there, but as a piece of storytelling, I think it was really important to see someone go through, to see a man go through those stages. That's how I feel as a man. I feel like I have learned much and traveled far. Um, 
but clearly his character may have learned a valuable lesson or whatever. But he, the actor, and as we all know, the actor and the character are not necessarily the same person. Yes, it's true. So, like, in my mind, yeah, that's a nice story about that character. And I can see how, like, as a writer or whatever, he could have put that up. I don't know if he wrote that episode, but he could have. Yeah, I'm, I'm not remembering that either. Yeah. But my point is, like, as a person, mm-hmm. he, I feel like, I mean, I think it's interesting because it's like, we clearly know what to do with, like, Harvey Weinstein. It's like, yes. that guy in jail forever. Yes. Um, Clear. And, like, yeah, hopefully Harvey Weinstein becomes, like, the, you know, a hero of, like, oops, you know, shouldn't have done that. And, like, now I'm going to say that and do all the right things and be supportive and, like, be a leader and... Like, I hope that happens, right? That'd be great. But it's, like, weird that our default is, like, well, let's give him a chance to, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I maybe I'm feeling like Harvey Weinstein's crimes are so extreme that he doesn't get a pass. No, no. And I... it feels like Aziz, it's, like, I'm just surprised. Like, in my mind, they're both way no pass like in my mind they're way out of bounds but it sounds like harvey for you no pass aziz wait and see yeah wait and see if i mean i'm not thrilled that we haven't it hasn't happened yet do you know what i mean that's what i think that there hasn't been i know exactly what you mean i'm like there's no we don't have to wait for a netflix tv (laughs) show to get our hero aziz ansari to come out and say don't sexually coerce women you know yes and i feel like i'm in this weird position where i'm like making excuses for a dude because again i do think it is like plenty of people did manage to know this, like plenty of man do men do manage <laughs> to know that this is wrong. But I think they're also like the number of women who came forward and were, and said, you know, in response to the article and were like, I, you know, I've had a billion dates like that. And some of them like kind of coming down on the woman saying, what are you complaining about? Like, I've had a billion dates like this. This is, you know, so it's, it is a. Oh yeah. It is. We got to talk about them. It too. is why this is happening a lot of times all over the place, and I got to say, I think part of the reason it's happening is because the the patriarchy is screwing dudes over too. Like it's telling the story. Like there's all of this kind of cultural baggage for women about not making trouble, and you know not offending someone or being worried about what someone will do if you're too confrontational. And then there's also all this baggage for men that you're supposed to be persistent and you're supposed to like, it's like every single romantic comedy, like all of those dudes are basically creepy stalkers, but like, and that's like, and that's the love stories that we tell is like, Dude comes on to a girl, girl rejects dude, and he keeps trying and keeps trying. And isn't it adorable how persistent he is and how much and how he doesn't take no for an answer and how eventually he wears her down and wins her over. 
the old wear her down approach. Yeah. So that's it's adorable. That's a narrative that's in everybody's head. And I again I feel like there are plenty of people who have resisted that narrative without needing you know, a national scandal to make them aware. <laughs> yeah. But it's clearly happening to lots and lots and lots and lots of women. So there are also plenty of dudes out there who have not figured that out and who right. needed this as a, like, wait a second, have, have I been doing this? Like who yeah. needed a, a, a wake up moment. And I sure hope they got it. I mean, I hope people were like, Oh wait, I've had it. I have had conversations like that. I, I've been that person. Yes. I think that we like going back to this idea of like, do guys know or not know, you know, there's, I feel like people have been on the fence. And like you said, the prevalence of it is that women have been um, like all these women saying what that happens to me all the time. That's just life, you know? It, it, yeah, or like that's an, just bad sex, like and that's part of life. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a bad day. And it, it, that's, like, a way of saying we tolerate this conduct. Which, if I felt like I heard women saying, no, really, it's not a problem, I would be like, oh, all right, here I'm surprised learning that's not a problem. Instead, I feel like it's the other way. I feel like all these women are saying, yeah, it's a problem. Suck it up and don't complain. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel and like that's, oh, a that's problem. not the fourth wave way. No. We're not a don't complain movement. No. <laughs> We're a complain efficiently movement. <laughs> <laughs> Tactical complaining. Um, so that's why I'm like, okay, something should be done, right? Like, clearly we're not in the camp of like, it's just a negative we're willing to accept, you know? So, yes. So this is my so, question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Aziz is, Aziz Ansari is in this very public position. He's a public person. Yeah. Everyone knows, lots of people know who he is, blah, blah, blah. Um, so my question is, so all of these millions of other dudes who have done the same thing, um, should they all lose their jobs? Uh. This is where I see, I feel you catching up to where I, to where I want you to be, oh, which is good. Which is, yes, yeah. they should all lose their jobs. They, they need, this is why Aziz is the man that we need to make an example mm. of. He, mm. he must be, he must experience the consequences of the masses <laughs> because we can't, we can't get to them, but we can get to him yeah. <laughs> and we can get to him. And I'm not, you know, it's, I'm using you know, subtly violent rhetoric or whatever. But like in my mind, what I'm saying is we're not going to watch your TV shows anymore, which is a pretty light slap on the wrist. You know, that like saying to somebody, I'm not going to watch your TV show anymore. Multimillionaire. Yeah. And like super famous person is not a severe punishment. No, and, and I think a lot of people trumpet it as if it is. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Telling a multimillionaire that you're not going to watch their show anymore isn't like we're like, oh, this poor man. What, you know, are we going to destroy him? I'm like, we're not going to destroy him. We're just not going to watch his TV show anymore. And I feel like that should be sufficient to put the fear 
into all the coercers <laughs> out there. You know? Well, and I that's what I'm saying. And I feel this like our I wouldn't I would not judge anyone who chose not to watch him anymore. Like I think Will you help me judge people who choose to watch his shit? No, I will not help you <sighs> judge people for making their own decisions. I don't know why we do this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I didn't mean to interrupt you though. I just I saw I saw my chance to persuade you and it didn't work. Yeah, no, I was, I would not judge people who who made that choice. And like I said, I could it could take me two minutes to decide, yeah, no. I'm I'm also I'm done with you because I, you know, I need you to have this learning moment and I'm not seeing it, you know, whatever. The question is like, for me is, is from a kind of legal standpoint, from a societal standpoint, like what is the mechanism? Like there, to me, there's a big difference between people deciding I'm not going to watch this person anymore because he disappointed me and I can't see him in the same way. And I just, I don't want to support someone who hadn't yet at that stage in his life learned that lesson. Yeah. Totally down with that. All right. The, Halfway there. <laughs> so that, but then the question of d- would I write letters to Netflix and say, you know, do not do not renew his show, cancel his show. I'm boycotting you until you do this. To me, n- no. That's extreme. You feel like that's overkill? I mean, again, I wouldn't judge a person who did that, who felt that strongly about it. I'm not going to do it. And I don't feel like I would want Netflix in that you know, in a preemptive kind of way. Well, you know what? It's their business. If they feel like it's going to be bad for their business, I am fine with them making that choice. That's why I think we need to make sure it is bad for their business. Like, I think we need to make sure that Netflix knows. And, and I don't I don't have the kind of hustle it takes to write a letter. Um, <laughs> but I have, I, I'm perfectly, like, my secret weapon is not doing stuff. And I feel like not watching your show. That's like, right up your alley. I was alley born to accomplish your that level of social activism. <laughs> so, like, so watch true. this. Stand back. I will begin to not do things. You know, I'm like the MLK of not doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get into that the whole thing that has also come up with the Roseanne thing of like all the other oh, people. The Roseanne thing. That's recent. People will think we're with it. We talk about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, like all of the people kind of attached to it because you know, the doors that have been opened for others by Master of None, which is one of the other things that prior to this all coming to light, I had a lot of respect for Aziz Ansari for, for lifting up other voices. Um, and there are people, I think, whose careers have been made by being on that show and by their involvement in that show that I wouldn't want to take that away from them. 
that's to me that argument sounds like look if we cancel this clan rally all these caterers are gonna lose their job no fuck those people um <laughs> i i mean that's an extreme example but do you know yes, what i mean it like, is it's an like saying example. like that, oh yes it is an extreme example but it's basically saying like wait a minute like we can't say oh i love Lori Metcalf, so let's keep Roseanne. No, and I wouldn't say that in that case, but in this particular case with a person who has this track record of of lifting up other voices. Not Lori Metcalf. <laughs> She's fine. She's a white lady. Um, oh, sorry, Lori Metcalf. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not worried for the Lori Metcalfs. She just won a Tony Award. She's going to be yeah. fine. I'm yeah. really not worried for her. You know, it's, you know, it's the Lena Waits no. of the world. Right. Who, like, I don't want to, I don't want to take away everything that she achieved in that show. But you know what I mean? It's like, I totally do. Like, and I, I don't mean to give you a hard time. I think it's, you're like, this is what I, I didn't expect you to say any of this stuff. <laughs> I mean, maybe I expected you to like have some empathy for the castmates and the crew and stuff. Um, now that you've come along to my side where you're like this, we can't like, he has his window, his window's open right now today. Like right now you could be reading an article about our hero Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Like ending sexual coercion um, and abuse of power. It's true. And the- it, but you're not. You're not. And so it's weird that it's like, well, he has this TV show. Let's see how that is. And I, I totally understand, like, the fact, because some people, like, do bring in the race piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's not so crazy to factor in, you know? Um like, because everything you're saying, you know, like, the, like his voice is like a valuable voice we don't get to hear. And then right. he, his work, his work has created a, a way for other voices we don't get to hear very often um, to come through. And that, so I, that's why I think it's such an interesting case. And in my mind, really calls in the question of like, I just picture us holding these axes being like, are we chopping off heads <laughs> or what? <laughs> I know. And the more that I'm thinking about it now, the more that I'm like, oh, I do really need him to do something. Like today, like as you pointed out, this is an old story. And I think he's just keeping his head down, waiting for the next, you know, like North Korea story or whatever. <laughs> he's like, don't worry, people only pay attention for five minutes. I don't need to, you know? Yeah. And I've, Yes. And I do feel like the idea that he, he could have to start over, except it wouldn't even really be starting over, over. Cause he, you know, did it once make him start over again. You know, is that out of proportion with what happened? I don't know. Yeah. I, part of it, I feel yeah. like I, I want to ask that. I mean, that woman is like, this has all been, you know, yeah. Well, there's a a question, there's a a question about the degree to which she wanted all of 
this attention to be centered on this experience that she had. Um, like you're saying and she did or she didn't? I mean, I, I'm saying I don't know. Oh. And so, I mean, part of me wants to know how she feel. like, what does she think should be a consequence yeah. of this? Um, but then there's also a part of me that's like, maybe she doesn't want to have anything to do with any, you know, like it's, why does she have to get asked these questions? Honestly. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I'm, I would like to know as well, but I don't know that that should, in, you know, I don't, I wouldn't want that to over inform. Yeah. Yeah. Our, like I want to know what you would want to do. Therefore you got to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And I also feel like, so let's say she's like, it's cool. I'm not upset anymore. I don't think he should have any consequence. Like my response is like, I'm very glad to know that if she said that. Right. And I'd be like, but really this is about terrifying all future coercers, you know, this is our chance. This is, we need to seize the moment to demonstrate to all future coercers and current coercers that there are consequences to even what you perceive. And the whole story hinges on, I didn't think that was a problem. And I think this is the time when we all need to say, well, guess what? It is a problem. And it's this scale of a problem. Yeah, I I just... No one's watching your TV show. (laughs) (sighs) Like fire and brimstone. But that, you know, like we talk about that, like that's like catastrophic. But it, I think that's the minimum, minimum consequence. I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you about, yes, like in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of consequences, it's not, you know, he still gets all those residuals. So he's going to, yeah. he's going to be, he's going to be fine. fine. Even if he like had to give up all of his riches and fame and live a middle-class life. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, you know, I still don't know that that's like, if we're like the bad guys, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like if we sentence you, we push this button and it's like, now you have, you make $50,000 a year and you drive a sedan. Yeah. I. You know, it's like, welcome back, baby. Welcome back. I just don't know (laughs) if I feel comfortable like making someone else pay for everyone you know like no i making I someone else suffer someone who maybe deserves to suffer a certain amount but I, i'm this is all very confusing and hard to articulate for me which is part of why i feel like if if the woman of her own volition were to come forward and say look Aziz and I had conversations, like, subsequent to all this happening, we had a conversation. He gave me a very meaningful and heartfelt apology, and I felt like he's, he, he really, like, opened his eyes, and his behavior is going to be different, and I would feel comfortable, like, going on another date with him now that we've had this wow. conversation. yeah. If she came forward and said that, I would feel like, okay, take his, you know, temporarily take his fame out of the equation. Like that is what you would want to happen. Someone 
transgresses, they are Mm -hmm. confronted, they seriously look at themselves and what they did. They learn, they change themselves, they make amends. Like, again, taking his faith, like, that would be, if you grant that the transgression happened in the first place... Do you know what I mean? If you grant that whole thing of like, why doesn't every isn't everyone already a better human being? Oh yeah, I went. That's then like that would be satisfying. Of course, I wouldn't know any of that because it's none of my business. Right, right, right. And so there's a degree to which I'm like, I think it's really helpful this conversation that we're having. So. I'm kind of glad that we do know about it. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like it has been educational for everybody. And I feel like the education is not complete. Class is not dismissed (laughs) until, until either he becomes the hero we all wish he were so that we don't have to, like, you know, hate him forever. Mm -hmm. Or... We commence hating him forever. And in my mind, I feel like, when when is that window closed? Like, how long do we hold this window open? You know? And I see what you mean, that it's like, you know, you're an artist. I like to think I'm an artist. I, You know, I feel like we understand that sometimes artists communicate best. Like, if this guy were a sculptor, and we'd be like, well, let's see what his next sculpt- sculpture is about. Because maybe he expresses himself best through sculpture. You know, um, but I would still want to know that, like, all the money he's going to get from that first episode or next entire season goes to like some appropriate charity. You know what oh, I mean? Sure, of, sure. Yeah, I, I'm just amazed that, like, what I'm saying is we're in charge of accountability. Like, nobody else is in charge of accountability, and we have the perfect weapon to wield, which is our lack of focus like our we can put our eyeballs on some other thing and that is like it's just the perfect chance for like us people like us who watch netflix to just wield the power of our own attention and i feel like denying someone like that's it i just feel like that's it i'm not giving you my attention anymore take that and it, I feel like it would have real ramifications just by us diverting our attention. We can like do something good for equality and education, male and female education, you know, but we got to make the consequences real. It can't be like, Ooh, what a sticky wicket. Oh, well, back to business as usual, you know? Yes, I do know. I'm still processing all of these thoughts you're you're borderline convincing me yes this is the best i've ever done on any of these episodes (laughs) and i don't mean to you know be adorably persistent and coerce you into sharing my opinion despite your polite you know no no I'm I'm asking myself questions about like why do I draw this line here instead of there? And why do I feel like there is Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I, and, and how much of my resistance to kind of taking that away is because I want to cling to this idea that I had that he's this really good guy and he's on our side and, and I want this to be, um, a a blip so that I can wholeheartedly enjoy the things I have enjoyed. Yeah. So that, that's the question that I'm, I'm asking myself right now and I don't know the answer yet. Well, then maybe we should stop talking and this can just be a good end. (laughs) Um, because I do feel like the last thing I just want to say is like I I appreciate that um like that hope, you know what I mean? Like that's what I feel like you're saying is like there's a way for him back, you know? There's a way for him to be this guy that we all hope that he is. Well, I feel like we have to hope that there's a way back because apparently there are bajillion dudes out there who need to learn this lesson. So I need to believe that it's a lesson that can be learned. Yeah. Otherwise it's just going to be real sad for, (laughs) for all of us. I agree. And going back to the first, like the opening kind of question is like in a fourth wave world, how do we want to handle this? In my mind, I feel like, there needs to be a way back. And right now, like, you know, all these people, they have like PR experts. And I think the PR expert strategy at the present is they've learned apologize because they used to not apologize. Right? right. And now it's like, oh, we've learned apologize and then hide, you know? And I'm like, okay, that's a real improvement from never apologize right. and deny everything. So that's a, that's a big step forward. But I feel like right. the next step forward for the PR people is apologize and then, like, become a champion. Yeah. Like, this is now your life disease. I don't know what you had planned, but good <laughs> news. Now you're a freaking feminist activist forever. 